morning, everyone. Welcome to Whitburn Pentecostal Church. And uh, wow, it's, it's probably the quietest day we've had in church ever. Uh, so, but we're here, we're here to worship God. There are a number of people who are unwell um, at the moment, um, people who are away on holiday. So we're just going to pray. I want to just pray for those who are unwell in particular. Um, uh, just there seems to be a lot of things kind of flying about just now. And so I'm going to ask that we stand and pray for them and we uphold them in prayer today. But we're here to meet with God. We're here to meet uh, with our creator, our maker, the one that we love, the one that we serve. And regardless of how many are here, where two or three are gathered in my name, Jesus says, I am there right in the middle and he's here. And we're going to worship him today. And we're going to think about him as we turn to God's word as well. So let's just stand. If you're able to stand and let's pray. Father, we just thank you that you are here. We thank you for your presence in our gathering. Father, we thank you for those who are joining us online today. And Lord, we just pray that your presence would pervade everything that is said, everything that is sung, everything that we do. Father, every conversation. Father, even uh, for those who are, who are online in their own homes or wherever they find themselves today. Father, we pray that your presence would come and just pervade every part of this time that we have together. Lord, we're so grateful to be able to gather together. Father, we thank you for the health and strength to be here. And Lord, we're just so grateful for that. We're grateful to answer prayer, for answer prayer. But Lord, we, we just remember today that there are many in our fellowship who are just unwell at this time. And Lord, we just bring them before you. And Father, we just I pray again this weekend, Father, that healing would just uh, come from your throne and just visit people. Lord, that those gifts of healing would be administered through your spirit. And Father, we just lift them before you today. Lord, we lift them in prayer. And Lord, we just ask that you would just come and that you touch everybody that's sick. Father, we just ask that you'd come and that you would presence yourself with each one who needs that physical touch from you. Father, that healing would flow in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just, we just ask that you'd help us this morning to really focus on you, to focus our whole attention on you and who you are. And Lord, we just want to give you worship and praise in this place. Father, we want to lift up the name of Jesus in this place today. And so, Father, we just ask that you just move amongst us and that your name would be glorified. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Let's praise him today.
Jesus paid the price for me. sing that with assurance today because Jesus said it himself. He said it is finished. All the work that needed to be done for us to be set free from sin, bondage, addiction, depression, all sorts of things was finished upon that cross. And that we can find true life, true meaning and true purpose in Jesus today. And Father, we just thank you that we can find these things in you. Father, that we can find all that we need in you. Father, all of our sufficiency is in Christ because he is the all-sufficient one. And maybe today there are just some people who are, there are things maybe in your life today where you just realize that there's an area of struggle and uh, you're just kind of feeling like in that area it's not finished. You don't have victory. You don't have uh, that, that, you're not able to say the battle's won in that particular area of your life. But, but Jesus is saying today that he has declared that it's finished. He's asking you to trust him and not to try and do it in your own strength and not your own willpower, 
but to just lean into him and to, to what he can do in your life when you surrender it to him. It's not about our willpower. It's not about uh, being more disciplined. It's not about doing these things, although that's part of it. It's about just surrendering to God and saying, here I am, here I am. I'm coming before you in all honesty. These are the things that I'm struggling with and I just commit them to you today. I surrender them to you today and ask that you come into my life in a fresh way and that, Father, you would just empower me to gain the victory over these things in my life so that I too can say it's finished. There's a sense in which we wrestle with that old nature all the time in a sense there's that dual, there's that conflict between our old sinful nature, the flesh, all the things that um, we, we just kind of desire after sometimes and, and the, the life that Jesus wants to create within us, just that life and mind of Christ in us that would seek to uh, take us to a new place in him. And we have that battle going on. And Father, I just pray that you'd help us to gain victory in the battle day by day. Father, that as we surrender more of ourselves to you, that you would come and that you'd fill us and that you'd live in us in new ways, in fresh ways. Father, that we might experience your glory, that we might experience your presence, that we might experience healing, emotional, physical, spiritual. Father, that we might experience the things that our heart really longs after that you might be glorified in us, in your church, not just this church, but, Father, churches across the nation. And, Father, we ask that you'd have your way in your church in our nation. Father, that you'd breathe fresh life into your church. Father, that you'd breathe your presence in a fresh way into your church. Because, Father, we are hungry, we're thirsty, we're desperate for more of you. And so, Lord, we ask that you would come. Even today, Father, we pray that as we open your word in a minute, that you would come and that you would meet with us. Father, that we would see Jesus today in a fresh light for your glory and in his name we ask these things amen 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 please be seated if you've not already done so i've got too many things to organize here in this little lectern give me a second wow it's good to be in god's house isn't it it's great to be in the presence of God with each other, and uh, I just love being in church. I love worshiping alongside the family of God with the body of Christ. It's so good to, to be here. Um, just some announcements. Um, this week will be the last of our uh, prayer times for a short break over the holidays, a four-week break, um, but we will be meeting on Monday at 9.30 on Zoom. We will be meeting on Tuesday at 7 o'clock on Zoom, and uh, Bobby is going to be leading Tuesday night, so I'm really pleased about that. Uh, so that's going to be a great night um, of prayer together, a great morning of prayer together. And just another thing uh, to share is that just in a short while, I'll be taking some annual leave, and uh, I will not be in the building on Sundays for three Sundays. Um, so you're probably saying, yay, we get peace. No, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Um, but just so that you're aware, and particularly for those who are joining us online, who are regularly online, only the sermon will be streamed on those Sundays. So just so that it will make no difference to those who are here in the building, but for those who are online. So there'll be an alert coming up saying that the service is about to start and uh, you'll be able to join in uh, for the sermon. So just be aware that that change is coming. Um, just the other thing, in the background, we're meeting, all the, the kids' team is meeting um, at the moment, praying, 
uh, discussing how the kids work opens up in the church again. Toddlers um, is about to start after the summer as well, all being well. Uh, there are some new volunteers for toddlers, which is great. And uh, we're looking to get some new volunteers in the kids work as well. And um, there'll be some approaches made for that. But so one of the things that we've decided, and this was Sophie's idea, is that our our Treasure Kids brand, if you like, that's our Wednesday night group. It's our outreach group. It's where Jump from, for a Day comes from, uh, where this building is filled with little kids jumping up and down on a Saturday. Um, it's, it's a well-respected kind of brand in the schools and in the community. We've got kids who are interested in when it's starting again, and we've been saying, well, we're starting after the summer, and they're like, yeah. So we've already got some kids desperate to be here. But on the Sunday, it's going to be a version of Treasure Kids as well, so that we can invite our Wednesday kids to Sunday as well. And uh, so we're looking to get Sunday up and running for kids too. But this is the shout-out. We need parental help on the Sunday. We need parents to come alongside and to help out on Sunday. Not to maybe do massive things, but to be a presence and to be there. And so we're just asking for your support in that as well. Please, parents, think seriously about helping because it makes all the difference to the people who are doing this week in and week out. We don't want to go back to the scenario, and we're, we're really grateful for folks like Alex and Alana who were out many, many Sundays and missed what we all enjoy so that our kids could be educated in the things of God, where they could have a good time and where they could be in an environment where things were appropriate to them. And they did that faithfully for many, many years. And on many Sundays they were out. We want to get to a place where we don't need to have people out on every Sunday and where we can have a, a big enough team to be able to, to manage that. So that's that's our kids' work. It's, it's it's on route, it's working away in the background. And I'm going to show you a little video as well, just in a second. Um, we do need some people to help with uh, looking after the building that we're in today. You probably come in on a Sunday and you don't notice all the things that I notice when I go around and uh, with my little dictaphone and say, we need to sort this and we need to sort that and we need to sort the next thing. Um, and I actually have created a very long list of things that we need to do in the building. And uh, I'm going to show you a little video. If you're able to sign up to help with that, then there's a little sheet out the back on the table where you come in and just get your name down on that. And we want to form a team that will love the building. So let's watch the wee, the wee video. Thanks, Lindsay. Hi, everyone. This is our church, Whitburn Pentecostal Church. Um, this is our building. Um, hopefully, as I'm speaking, you'll be able to just get a little tour around the building and see some of the places. Um, we're really needing a team of people who will not only love the people of the church, but love the building in the church, uh, love the fabric, love the seats, uh, love the cupboards, getting them organised, uh, keeping things clean and organised and spick and span. Um, as we begin to uh, open our, our groups up again, we just have this uh, desire to get the place ready for, for mission, to get the place ready. and. Really, my heart is that when somebody comes into this church that's not been here for a year, two years, maybe more, uh, that, that they can actually see uh, the, the changes in the fabric. And my, my desire would be that they would say, man, I wonder if the people have changed too. What's, what's happening in this church? Um, because at, at the end of the day, what we do on the externals is a reflection of what's happening on the inside. Um, and so my, my hope is that we can get a team of people who will maybe... Uh, once every couple of months, come in and do a deep clean. 
um, and just get into all the, the corners of the church and clean things out, keep the cupboards organised, look after the fabric of the building, you know, the outside of the building as well, the car park, um, just the, the land that surrounds us, um, all these things. And, and, you know, just to be praying over uh, the building, over the land as we're working and really just seeking um, that God's kingdom would come, that his will would be done in this church, in this community, in the surrounding communities. Our heart is to reach out, and this is our base for the mission. Uh, we're so blessed to have it, and uh, let's just make the best of the resource that we have. Let's just seek to um, have our building express uh, this core value of excellence so that people see it and they, they can just grasp something of our heart just from even the fabric of the building. So get yourself signed up and uh, we'd love to have you as part of that team. Thank you. There we go. If you want to be part of the Love the Building team, then get yourself signed up. The little bit of paper's out the back there. Um, we would love to have a big team of people who can take uh, turns at doing all the different things that we need to do. Wow, so much information so far. Um, I'm going to pray. I want us to just settle our hearts settle our minds so that we're ready to read and to receive uh, from God's Word. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you that you are here in this place today. Lord, we thank you for the life that you have created within us. You have given us new life. And Father, you are creating life within us. You're in the, in the business of changing us um, day by day. And Lord, we just want to give ourselves to that today. We want to give ourselves to what you want to do in us today and in the week that will come. But Father, in these moments, we pray help our minds to be alert, our spirits to be alert. And Father, just to hear what your spirit wants to say to us today. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. <coughs> okay. Are we all okay? Just checking, okay? Just checking everybody's still with me in the building. Um, we've been considering over the last few weeks the importance of the inner life, talking about Christ being formed in us. We were thinking about Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. And last week I suggested that you can build a, a robust inner life. You can't build a robust inner life in five minutes a day, which is 4.4% of your day, Okay. We talked about maybe doing a five-minute devotional. If that's what you're doing, then you're never going to build an inner life that's robust, that's able to withstand the challenges that come in life. But, but, but Jesus wants to create his life in us. And if that's going to happen, we need to do that, not just in our devotions, but in every area of life. I thought about three points last week, that spiritual formation takes time, intentionality, and the practice of spiritual disciplines. We also thought that it happens in the processes of life as we walk with God, and it takes place in the heart that's fully surrendered to God. And our goal as we mature into Christ-likeness is to have the very mind and life of Christ in us, to be transformed on the inside, to be totally refurbished on the inside as a person. And to do that, we need the Word of God working in us. And Jesus said that He is the Word made flesh. We need to know Him. But who is Jesus if we're to have His mind and life in us? Who is He? And today, I want to just think for a little bit about who Jesus is. Now, I've got a little illustration which I stole from J. John, and uh, it's the illustration of a picture frame, Okay. This is a picture which is in our living room. It's of Aquila the Eagle. It's a limited edition print. And I just fell in love with this painting. 
Um, and it sat for five years. So I obviously wasn't that in love with it. It sat for five years before we decided to finally put a frame on it. And this year, we framed this picture. And when I took it to the framers, we spent ages trying excuse me, trying to find the right frame for this picture, trying to find something that wouldn't be a distraction and go, wow, look at that frame. That's a wonderful frame, isn't it? Something that would lead our eye into the picture. And we spent ages looking at all this guy's frames until we eventually found this frame. And we thought, that's the one, that's the one that focuses our eye into the picture. And I want to suggest that our lives, even uh, the, the messages that you hear on Sunday, should really be the frame that helps us to see Jesus. We're not wanting people to go, look at that guy, he's great. We're wanting people to look at us and say, look at that guy, Jesus is doing something in his life. Look at that lady, Jesus is doing something in her life. And so we need to see past the frame into into the, the picture itself. And that's what I hope today does. It's not about a sermon. Hopefully, I'm, I'm going to help us to try and focus past messages. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm toiling today for some reason. Uh, and, and just focus on Jesus for a little while this morning. Um, if you smile, okay, if you smile today, it's going to help me with my voice. I, I guarantee it. If you smile, it's going to help me with my voice because um, I'm thinking that's what the issue is here, okay? It works every time when I'm doing an assembly, okay? It relaxes me. Um, happy, smiley faces. So it relaxes me. If I'm relaxed, you'll be relaxed. We'll all be relaxed together. So let's go for it, okay? I'm going to ask three questions today. And, and the first question I want to ask is, who do people say Jesus is? Who do people say Jesus is? And I want to read Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. Jesus asked his disciples this question. Who do people say that the Son of Man is? He got his disciples together, and I don't know why he did this, but he was saying to them, who are people, what are people saying about me? I don't think it was because he was insecure, or wanted to know really. I think he already knew, and uh, he just was wanting them to focus in on who Jesus is, the Son of Man. And they replied, some are saying John, some are saying Elijah, some are saying Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. I'm reading through Jeremiah just now, and I'm like, oh my goodness, no wonder he was the weeping prophet. It's horrendous at times. Um, Or one of the prophets, but Jesus asked, what about you? Who do you say that I am. And this is how Peter responded. He said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And when Jesus heard Peter's declaration, he said, this has been revealed to you from God the Father. God has given you a revelation about who I am. Jesus didn't need to say it himself. He said, you have said exactly what is the truth. And I wonder who people these days see, say that Jesus is. I've l- listened to people say who Jesus is. I've listened to people talk about that. And it's interesting to hear Jesus uh, shared about with other people who are not Christians as well, and to hear the claims that others make about Jesus. There's a second question, who does Jesus say he is? And this is fairly important. We need to think about this as well. And in John chapter 8, verses 48 through to 59, we read about Jesus' claims about himself. That's the title in my Bible. This is what he says about himself. Listen to the scenario here. The Jews answered him, aren't we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and demon-possessed? Wow. 
What a thing to say to Jesus. Have you ever went up to somebody and said, I think you're demon-possessed? I think you would get a funny look. You'd be like, what? what? Eh, where did that come from? And yet the Pharisees are coming to him and they're saying, you're a Samaritan people that we hate and you're demon-possessed, somebody that needs to be sorted out. Verse 49, Jesus replies, I am not possessed by a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it and he is the judge. I tell you the truth, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. Wow, incredible. Verse 52, at this, Jesus, uh, sorry, at this, the Jews exclaimed, now we know that you're demon-possessed. Here they go again. It's like, we you let up? Abraham died and so did the prophets. Yet you say that if anyone keeps your word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? And there's the question, Jesus talking to these people, and they say, who do you think you are? And Jesus replied, if I glorify myself, you notice how he never directly answers the question. So if you're in your prayer life and you're like, Lord, why won't you just answer this question? Read the Bible. He never answers directly. Sometimes Jesus goes around things to, to get to where he wants to go. If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My Father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I, uh, sorry, if I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. I would be a liar like you. My goodness, remember we said about Jesus, he was very direct. And sometimes you would just say to people, you're an idiot, <laughs> to go back to that one. <laughs> Some of us have been having jokes about that since I said that. It was very direct in what he said, and he's calling these people liars to their face. I don't think I would do that. I'm not as courageous as Jesus, although sometimes I kind of think, I want to say that. But anyway, that's another story. I'm going off on a tangent again. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. Abraham saw by faith this moment in the future when Jesus would come, and he accepted it by faith. You are not yet 50 years old, the Jews said to him, and you have seen Abraham. Wow. How thick are these people? Verse 58, listen to this. And Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. And at this they picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. How he did that, I have no idea. Maybe he had an invisibility cloak or something like that. But listen to this reply. I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was born, I Am. He didn't say before Abraham was born, I was. He says before Abraham was born, I am. Let's think about this, this little answer for a moment or two. Jesus answered them, I tell you the truth. In some translations of the Bible, it says, verily, 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 I say unto thee, to quote the King James, truly, truly, some Bibles say. The word is of Hebrew origin, it's the Greek, amen which is a transliteration of a Hebrew word, which we refer to as amen. It's an expression that's used 25 times in the book of John and only in the book of John. 
Verily, verily, I say unto thee, truly, truly, I say to you, in the New Living Translation, or sorry, NIV, it says, I tell you the truth. Jesus is telling them the truth. This is what he's saying, most assuredly, truthfully, what I am saying is firm, trustworthy, and true. You can listen to what I'm about to say, but before Abraham was born, before Abraham was born, I am. Abraham was born, Abraham lived, and Abraham died. And Jesus was before Abraham was even born, and even after Abraham had died. And Jesus wasn't referring to his earthly body, which would appear in the scene of time hundreds of years later, thousands of years later. He was referring to his very essence, his very nature, the very being of God himself. If you don't believe me, because some people say, was Jesus really God? What did Jesus say about himself? And some people don't even think that Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. We believe, and we've sung it in this morning, in our hymn this morning, we believe in God the Father, we believe in God the Son, we believe in God the Holy Spirit, and we believe that they're one, one being eternally existent, triune, trinity, that's what we believe. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Read Philippians chapter 2 verse 6 or John chapter 17 verse 5 when Jesus prays and you'll hear him say these things. Who did he say he was? He never said, I was before Abraham. He said, I am. I am. Remember, he's speaking to a Jewish audience and they got this right away. They knew exactly what he was saying because the first time that that expression had been heard was when God was speaking to Moses in the, in the burning bush. And Moses is saying, who will I say sent me? And God says, say that I am sent you. I am that I am. That eternal phrase, I am. From Exodus chapter 3 verse 14. And what these Jewish people heard Jesus say was, I am God. I am God manifest in the flesh. God is standing right here before you. And they rejected it. They thought it was blasphemy and so they wanted to stone him. John chapter 1, verse 1, what does it say? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It's talking about Jesus, the very manifestation of the presence of God. And of course, they just wanted to pick up stones and end his life in that moment. Jesus said, I am. I am. It's a timeless phrase. Always existed in the past, existing in the present and always existing into the future. I think I've shared this before, how when I was a kid in single figures, the concept of eternity used to freak me out. I'm like, I don't want to live forever anywhere, whether in heaven or anywhere else. It's like, I can't even visualize living forever. And yet here is Jesus who has lived eternally in the past, will live eternally in the future, and he comes to give us life. We, our concept of time is very different. But Jesus is always living in the present. Think about that for a little second. We are in the present right now. Oh, there it's just gone. Oh, and it's just gone again. Oh, and it's just gone again. And what I said two seconds ago has now been resigned to history. And here we are still in the present. We're still here, aren't we? Are you still with me? I am here, I am here, receiving you loud and clear. For those who've seen that Ricky Fulton sketch. Are you still with me? 
We're in the present moment. And Jesus lives in the present moment with each one of us, eternally existing as far back as, like, further than as far back as you can go, okay? In the beginning, well, he existed before the beginning, and he will exist after the end, eternally existing. And God continues to exist today, independent of time, eternal, everlasting, ever-present in every moment, in every person. In all the moments of our life, the good, the bad, and the ugly, He exists in every moment of our lives. He is eternally present with us. That's incredible. Aren't you glad that Jesus is with you? I'm glad. Some of you don't sound very convinced here today. It's like, but who did, who did Jesus say he was? I am. And he used that phrase time and time again. And I want us just to, for a moment, think about those phrases of Jesus. I am, in John chapter 6, the bread of life. He is our satisfaction, our sustenance. Jesus is all that we need. He is the bread of life. He says, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world, he says. In John chapter 8, our vision, our revelation, light to our path, a lamp to our feet. He goes on to say in John chapter 10, I am the door. He is our access to the sheepfold. He is our access to God. Jesus says, nobody comes to the Father except through me. He's not the bouncer standing at the door saying, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough, if you think you can get past me. He's not saying that. He's saying, I am the way to God. Come in. He's actually inviting people time and time again to come in. It's us who are saying, aye, convince me. Some people are like that. Convince me. Jesus goes on in John uh, 10 to say, oh, sorry, I don't know why this isn't working. Let's stop working. Maybe you could click it for me, Lindsay. Um, For some reason, it's just stopped working. I am the good shepherd. He is our protection, our provision, with an ever-watchful eye. Aren't you glad that he is our good shepherd? Aren't you glad that he is the one that leads us, guides us, leads us to good pastures, feeds us, nourishes us, keeps the the wolves from the door? I I pray often for protection. I've prayed it for many in our congregation this week that God would just be a protection for them, those who are ill, those who are struggling. Jesus goes on to say, I am the resurrection and the life, John chapter 11. He is our hope. Come to give us life in all its fullness. John 10.10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I feel like that sometimes. I feel that the enemy comes to steal away the very essence of my life, to steal my joy, to steal my peace, to steal my hope, to sow doubt, to sow fear. And yet Jesus says, I've come to give you life in all of its fullness. He goes on in John 14 to say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We quoted that earlier. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is our traveling companion. He's on the journey with us, and he is also the road. He is also the destination. I think about the two people on the road to Emmaus. When Jesus talked about the Scriptures and all that it said about him, and in that moment where they broke bread, their eyes were opened, and they're like, it's Jesus. And just then he disappears. You're like, why does it happen like that? I have no idea. Then in John 15, Jesus says, I am the true vine. He is our source of life. I remember my dad asking me this question about the vine and the branches. I can't remember exactly how he phrased it now, 
But what he was trying to get me to understand is that the vine is the life that's flowing through those branches. The very life of Christ flows through each one of us, the branches that make up the vine. He is our life. He is the very essence of our being. The third question I want to ask you today, and this is an important question, is who do you say Jesus is? Who do you say Jesus is? And at this point in time, I'm going to invite the musicians to come back up and join me because I want to just try for a moment and paint a picture of Jesus using words. I wish that 2,000 years ago they'd invented digital cameras because then we'd be able to see really what Jesus looks like and we'd be able to hear his voice, the actual voice of Jesus But we don't have that technology back then, but we do have the Word of God today. And Jesus reveals himself to us through the Word of God. And I want to try and paint a picture for you today of who Jesus is based on what he has revealed to us in person through the Word. And I pray that the eyes of our heart are opened up this morning. Maybe there are people joining us online today and you've never invited Jesus into your heart. This is the Jesus that we are talking about today. Listen to what the Bible says. He is the rock on which we stand. He is the glory of God, the one who lights up our path, the one who holds us in his hand, the one who puts his hands in the clay, giving the blind a way to see, who reaches down to touch the unclean, to make us clean. He is the miracle worker. He is our healer. He makes the deaf to hear, the blind to see, the lame to walk. He is above all names. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the king above every other king. And he's my king today. Is he your king? I call him saviour and Lord. I also call him friend because he's invited me to do that. The one who never leaves. He's there in the still of the night. He's our comfort, our hope, our strength, our joy, our praise. He is our wisdom, our holiness, our redemption, our righteousness, our life. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. He is love, the expression and very essence of the Father who walked through the crowd, who walked through the fields, who walked on water, who walks with us through the valley of the shadow of death and who lifts our weary heads. He looks into our eyes when they're averted through shame and guilt. He understands the depths of our souls, our worries, our cares, our anxieties and bids us cast them all upon him. He meets us in our moments of weakness. And there he makes us strong. He's the way maker. He's our provider. He is the vision of the church. He is the head of the church and the reason for our existence. The one who invites all who are weary to come. He's the Lamb of God, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Holy One of Israel, the Anointed One, Messiah, the Christ, Jesus. He is the Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace, our Teacher, our Rabbi. He seeks the lost. He brings back those driven away and he binds up the brokenhearted and strengthens the sick. He is the good shepherd. He's coming his coming to earth fulfilled prophecy, born into poverty and obscurity, wrapped in clothes and laid in a manger, worshipped by angels, shepherds and wise men. He lived to serve the will of the Father. He was scorned by the religious elite 
He was vilified, ridiculed, despised, rejected, grief-stricken, pierced, crushed, wounded, oppressed, and afflicted. He knew no sin, sin yet became sin for us. He died on a cross at the hands of people who did not know what they were doing. And yet he said, Father, forgive them. He gave his life as a ransom for many and was buried in a borrowed tomb. Yet he rose again from the dead on the third day. He appeared to many, talked, ate, counseled and discipled and dispelled doubt. He ascended to the Father and intercedes for us. He is preparing a place for those who are prepared, a home for those who make their lives his home. And he's coming back again, returning for the church, his bride. He will one day wipe away every tear, banish death, mourning, crying, and pain. Every eye will see him, and every knee shall bow before him. Every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Are you beginning to see Jesus? This is the Jesus that I worship. This is the Jesus that is part of my life. This is our Jesus, and he's worthy of all of our praise. He's worthy of all of our praise. Who do you say that Jesus is? Will you turn your eyes upon Jesus today? If we forget everything we ever learn in church, let's never forget to keep looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We're going to sing a song just as we're drawing this service to a close. It's an old song, well, a couple of songs, and we're going to sing them, and we're going to help they're going to help us to focus on Jesus today. And I would encourage you to stand and just, if you don't know the words, you'll need to keep your eyes open. But if you do know the words, then just just come before him and just seek to look to him today. Father, I pray that you just reveal Jesus to us in a fresh way. Even today in this service, Father, and in the rest of this day and the week that will come, Father, we pray reveal Jesus to us in a fresh way because we want his life and mind to be formed in us. And if we're going to do that, Father, we need, we need to see him, we need to know him, we need to trust him, we need to love him, we need to allow him access into our lives. And so, Father, as we pray this song, we pray that you just come and meet with us in a fresh way that you'd help us to turn our eyes upon Jesus for your glory. In the light 
we just pray help us to turn our eyes upon Jesus not just in this moment but in every moment Father we recognize that you're present with us in every moment in life and through all the moments you're present with us eternally present ever present Father you are our help and Lord we just ask that you would help us to focus on you today Father for those who are unwell and can't be here with us today Father I just pray for them today and Lord I pray that as they turn their eyes upon Jesus that they would just experience that healing presence that he is our healer he is the one who's, by whose stripes we are healed and Father that today people would receive the healing that they need from Jesus it was he who was the miracle worker it was he who touched blind eyes and, and, and opened deaf ears and made lame people to walk and Father we turn to Jesus this morning and Lord we're just looking for Jesus to come in our lives and in our situations and Father just to come and be the healer today and Lord, maybe some of those people who are ill are joining us online today. And I'll just say to you today, reach out and touch Jesus. Reach out for all that he wants to just impart into your life. All that he wants to give you. Just reach out in faith to him today. For those who are in the building today, present in this building, and you have needs, that you reach out to Jesus and allow him to touch you and allow him to meet your need today. It's all about him. It's not about the frame, regardless of how good you think it is or, or how well made it is. It's not about the frame. It's about the picture. It's about Jesus. It's about him. And it's about him being glorified in our lives. Let's just declare in this next song we're going to sing that he is Lord. He is risen from the dead and he is Lord. And every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's just lift up Jesus in this place today. Thank you, Jesus. He is Lord. He is Lord. He has risen from the dead, and He is Lord. Every Every day. 
read a few verses from John again. It says in John chapter 1 that Jesus came into the world, the very world he created, but the they, wouldn't, they didn't recognize him. He came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become the children of God. They are reborn not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but with a birth that comes from God. And Father, we just thank you for Jesus that he has come to give us new life. He is the, the one who just creates that new life within us. It says that anyone who comes into that relationship with you is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. And Father, we pray, help us to walk in newness of life. Just a couple of more questions. Will you allow him to direct your life so that his mind and life will become your mind and life till he is formed in you? Will you truly surrender your life to him today and make him Lord? Lord of every aspect of your life. And I just sense that there are people, and I I just said this earlier on, there are people who are holding back certain areas of your life for whatever reason. And Jesus is saying he wants complete access, full access, backstage, everywhere, every cupboard, every room, every area of your life that, 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 that you've been keeping him out of. He's just saying, I want full access to your life. If you want all that I have promised, all that I have for you, then you need to give me full access today. Maybe some people are saying today, I've never invited Jesus into my life. I've never opened up my heart to him. I've never got myself right with him. Then today is an opportunity to get yourself right with Jesus. And if you've never done that, then pray this simple little prayer after me. And if you pray that prayer and invite Jesus into your heart, then he will come in. He will make your life his home and he will transform it from the inside out. Just as you transform a building and transform a room, there is a vision, there is resources that is required, there is time and energy and effort, there is hard work, there is mess sometimes. But when we transform and redecorate a a room or transform a house, refurbish a house, then what is finished looks absolutely incredible. We've seen those programs on the television where homes are transformed and, and Jesus is saying, that's what I want to do in your life today, that your, your life is transformed, that you're something that people look at, you're a person that people look at and they see Jesus in you and they go, wow, wow, that looks amazing. Father, if you've never prayed that prayer, pray this prayer just now. Father, I, I invite you into my life, to be in my life, to transform my life, to make me clean, to make me new, to make me whole. Forgive me of all my wrongdoing. Fill me with your spirit and create your life within me. In Jesus' name, amen. And Father, we just pray for all who've prayed that prayer for the first time that you would come in and that you just begin that transformation. Lord, for those of us who've been on the journey a long time, and Lord, we need to just maybe surrender afresh to you today. Lord, we do that and we ask that you'd be glorified in our lives, that you would be Lord of every aspect of our lives. Father, of every part of our lives, Lord, those parts which we want to just try and hide from other people, Lord, we pray that you'd be Lord in every area of our life. Lord, it's not about our willpower to overcome, but it's about your power creating your will within us so that we overcome. It's in your strength. Lord, with man, these things are impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And so, Father, we just ask that you do your work in our lives. 
that you might be glorified in Jesus' name. Let's sing that song again as we just finish off our time today in his presence, and his presence will go with us because he is Lord of our lives. Thank you, Lord. just thank you in your, for your presence in our lives. We thank you for your presence in this place. And Lord, we pray that we would be strengthened and strengthened and, and, and just built up through being in your presence even today. And Father, we pray, take us out into this week, Lord. We don't know what it, it, can, what it, what it has in store for us. Lord, as we thought about in that middle song, we can't control what tomorrow might bring. But we know right here in the middle, right here in this moment, this very moment that you're here with us. And Lord, that's our confession today. It's certainly my confession. I'm not enough unless you come. Father, I pray that your spirit would come and touch us afresh. Father, that we would learn to walk and step with the spirit, not in our own strength, but in the strength that you provide. Father, help us where we've been wrestling and battling to just surrender to you. And Father, to give our lives fully to you. 
Father, to declare that you are Lord in every aspect of our lives. Father, in our relationships, in our finances, in our workplaces, in our schools, our homes, our streets. Father, wherever we find ourselves this week, Father, we pray that you would come and that you'd be Lord in every situation and that, Father, that you would be glorified through our lives. Father, we thank you for the, the bride, your church. And, Father, we pray that you would just strengthen us and, Father, that, that your bride would just be uh, something that the world would look at and just and just say, wow, that looks incredible. Father, we pray for your bride to, today that she would be beautiful in your eyes and in the world's eyes as well. Lord, we pray that we would be seen, that the church would be seen in our nation. And we pray that for the church across our nation. Father, that your church would just enter into a new thing, a new day and a new season. That you would be lifted up and that all people would be drawn to yourself. So, Father, we ask these things in Jesus' precious name today. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. Have a fantastic week and keep pressing into all that God has for you. Amen.